calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Battleground Productions presents Brass, the audio serial. Episode 7, Green Tables in Grease Paint. The year is 1885, but not one that would be familiar to you. For this is a 19th century that differs in many ways from the one in our history books. While the covert gambling dens of Victorian England were numerous and occasionally well-appointed, in our history there was never such a palace of chance as luxurious, nor as well-guarded as the Blackfire Club. A dozen uniformed puffs are stationed outside the entrance to the three-story mansion located in the East End, while across the street come Gwendolyn Brass and her companion, the imposing Lord Whitestone, also known as Cocknor, King of the Ape-Men. And the worst of it is, is that Cyril doesn't even go to the theatre, whereas I, who am trying my best to resurrect my theatrical career from the ashes, have been effectively banned from doing so by my parents. Is that what they said? No, but they said if I were to spend my time trying to find this Kensington Gore fellow, I would risk alienating theatrical producers. That sounds reasonable. Of course it's reasonable. Everything my parents say is reasonable. For a pair of globetrotting adventurers, they are horrendously reasonable. Then what is the problem? The problem is, is that my brother Cyril is now off hobnobbing with playwrights and producers, and he doesn't care two pennies for such people. He always gets special treatment, and I am sick of it. Special treatment? Clearly you have no idea what it's like to have a younger brother. I do not. As I told you, I have no family. I am an orphan. That's right. Sorry. For what? I can be a beast. I don't believe that. You are a beautiful and intelligent young woman. <sighs> For a fellow who spent most of his time in the jungle, Lord Whitestone, you've certainly a talent for saying the right thing. I suppose we should get on with our mission. That is the building we must enter. It is. Simple enough. We go to the side away from the street. Then I can easily clamber up the facade and find an unlatched window. That is not how we shall gain entry. Why not? We both must enter. I can easily carry you. Up three floors? Of course. If you prefer a direct assault, I believe I can beat the half-dozen guards on the left by myself. Lord Whitestone, we seek not to storm this gaming house, but to discreetly investigate it. Remember, this is a reconnaissance mission. What are we reconnoitering? Vincent Law. 
He's the master of all illegal gambling in London, and therefore has direct access to the mastermind behind all the criminal gangs. Why do you seek him in particular? I have an aversion to gambling. It is one of the most subversive of the vices, and therefore, to my mind, one of the most heinous. I don't understand. Gambling goes on in my gentleman's club and is regulated throughout the land. What is wrong with the friendly wager? I care nothing for gaming among the idle rich, who are ever seeking frivolous ways to dispose of their income. But gambling among the lower classes is a scourge. How so? It preys upon the most fragile possession of people, their dreams. It clouds reason with illusions of wealth available to any who are daring and courageous. But the risk is never as advertised, and the house always wins, particularly when it is run by Mr. Law. I stand corrected, Gwendolyn Brass. Then I shall step off my soapbox and allow you to conduct me to the front door. Now, can you remember our roles? You are Penelope Tweet, a heedless young heiress. And you are Basil Barnett, my valet and bodyguard. Hmm. I'm not skilled in dissembling. In my world, things are things. The panther does not pretend to be a python. A man is many things, Lord Whitestone. You are both a jungle lord and an English one. Use this as a chance to hone an underutilized set of skills. All right. Now, follow my lead. The two cross the street and are met at the door by a guard whose embroidered red livery cannot conceal his heavy, thuggish build. Password. Good evening, doorman. I'm here on the recommendation of a good friend of mine, Sir Twickham. Perhaps you've heard of him? Quite an habitué of your establishment. In any case, old Buster, as he insists I call him, told me that as I'm always up for a flutter, I should drop by and tell him that you'd sent me. Password. Well, that's just the thing. He told me to come by on a Thursday, but as you know, tonight's a Wednesday, and no doubt the phrase he gave me isn't even in usage yet. But I'm sure that if you just tell your manager when you see him that you let in Penelope Tweet, wealthy young heiress of the Lancashire Tweets, he'll commend you on your good judgment. Lady, I don't care who you are or who you know. You aren't getting past me without the password. <sighs> Very well, then. Fais ce que voudra. Oh? Yes. Well, then. That will do. How did you know the password to get us in? I didn't. But that naughty little Latin phrase is inevitably a password to almost any sordid establishment. It means, do what thou wilt. The great oak door of the Blackfire Club opens, and Gwendolyn and Lord Whitestone enter a red-carpeted and gilt lobby. Beyond, they can glimpse a palace of gambling delights. These rooms are filled with gaily-dressed gentlemen and ladies, and the resplendent luxury on display would do credit not just to wealth, but to royalty. I expected some extravagance, but this... No one ever seems to question just how a gambling establishment can afford all of its luxurious furnishings, have you noticed? What is our plan, Gwendolyn Brass? We need to inspect the Blackfire Club's operations, and if possible, make the acquaintance of Vincent Law. How do we do that? I hear he has a weakness for a pretty face, particularly one with a sizable bank account. Ah, a floorman. Uh, good evening, my lady. Can I direct you to a diversion? It all looks so very exciting. Well, I will tell you, I'm simply a fiend for whist, though if you'll keep it to yourself, I admit to a weakness for Pharaoh. 
Very good, m'lady. If you'd like to follow me to the card room... Which game is it that the master of the house favours most? Oh, he enjoys them all. I believe he is supervising the betting in the pits at present. <laughs> you refer to the gaming pits, do you not? I do indeed, m'lady. It's what we call blood sports, and exhibitions are hardly suitable for the gentle sex. Oh! Nothing makes for better sport than a bit of blood. Cards are all very well, but I like a stronger drink on occasion. I'm afraid they're only open to veteran members, m'lady. Oh, surely you can make an exception, particularly when wrapped in a pretty note like this. <laughs> very generous, I'm sure, but I'm afraid it's a house rule. A house rule? Who's in charge of fixing such silly rules? Why, that's the man right there, is it not? Oh, yes, that is our proprietor, but, but I'm afraid... Uh, I... Mr. Law! Oh, Mr. Law, excuse me. Yes? Dear Mr. Law, my name is Penelope Tweet, and I was recommended to you by my very good friend, the Duchess of Dorset. I'm sure you must remember her. Very large woman who favours very small caps, and who has absolutely the most delightful little laugh. Sort of a... Oh. I regret that I do not know... Tweet! Of the Lancashire Tweets. So tremendously happy to make your acquaintance. Good evening, Miss Tweet. Excuse me, but... No excuse necessary. I've come to your gorgeous establishment to spend money, of which I have far, far more than I know what to do with. Dear great-uncle Archie passed away in June, leaving me with simply bags of cash, and I resolved to get rid of it before my beastly younger brother Mickey spends it on horses and jades. I have been told that you are the man to follow if I would like a guide. I am indeed. What is your game? Oh, I consider myself a dabbler at best, but I wouldn't draw instruction in any particular diversion you might recommend. Well, most ladies I know prefer cards to dice. And of all card games, they find Euchre the most amenable. Euchre? Sounds jolly. Is it like whist? Not particularly, but the rules are simple enough. Then do lead me to a table, Mr. Law. Come along, Basil, and watch your mistress spend her money. Of course. If you'll head that way, I'll follow in a moment. Floorman! Yes, Mr. Law? I don't like the look of Miss Tweet's valet. Have Archie round up a couple extra men to follow us at a discreet distance. Of course, sir. Good. Here I come, Miss Tweet. Yet even as the gambling master follows Gwendolyn deeper into his gaming hall, her brother Cyril sits high in the dark upper balcony of the Royal Strand Theatre, awaiting the appearance of the mysterious M. Trasano. The time again, Ponder. 11.58, or two minutes after the last time you asked, Cyril. Sorry, I'm not particularly good at waiting. I've noticed. Normally, I prefer to get right into the thick of things. I'll come along soon enough. But I'm afraid to tell you that a fair amount of detective work involves precisely this sort of waiting. Really? How very tiresome. Did you bring a pack of cards or something? Ah, it seems our waiting is over. Who's coming in? Can you see? Not yet. Quiet! Turn up the gas there, Braddock. There's a good fellow. Yes, Mademoiselle Trossano. Mademoiselle? I see Trissano was a... Shh! Ah, the stage is already set. Now, Braddock, how many applicants wait backstage? Mm, two score, I reckon. 
A preponderance of one sort. More bruises than filchers, my lady. A pity. The times we live in lack subtlety. Still, perhaps we can start off with a uh, filcher? As you wish, ma'am. Stephen Tunner to the stage. Oi, Amy. To the stage, Tunner. All right, all right. Let me through. Right, then. Have the details of the production been explained to you, Tunner? Right enough. Age, Tunner? 38. Almost three decades of experience, man and boy. Specialty? Gipper. Best inside the river. So you say, so you say. Simple enough, then, Tunner. I walk the stage three times. You have three opportunities to lift this watch, which I place in this pocket. I shall not hide it, but if I feel it filched, you'll feel my cosh. Understood. What is this? What? Ow! I warned you, Turner. It's not fair. I scarcely have my hand near you. Near enough for me to feel it and give you what for. Be off with you. Ma'am? A bruiser next, I should think. For variety. All right. Bernard Bootwright. Present. Out of way, you. Bootwright, age? 29. Occupation? Monobler. Well, well, you're a big one, you are. Milady? Weapon of choice, Bootwright. My fists. Very well. You have five passes to bring my man Braddock there to the ground. That one? <laughs> Easy enough. Come here, you. Ah, that's a wrestler's stance. But Braddock knows what he's doing. I just have to... Move, blast you! Oh, I think not. Oh. Well thrown. You up for more of the same? I am. Take that! Back with interest, chum. Oh, He's got a glass gut, that one. Enough. Send him out. Who's next? Fascinating. I always thought that this was a myth. What's going on, Ponder? I didn't believe it at first, but now I do. We are watching a crime audition. As yet another unsavory applicant comes onto the stage, Cyril and Ponder sink farther down into their seats. A crime audition? What can it mean? Does the mysterious Mademoiselle Prisano plan to gather a gang of villains as a theatrical producer fills out a chorus? And what of Gwendolyn and Lord Whitestone? Will they be able to further the infiltration of the Blackfire Club? Learn the answers to these and other questions when we rejoin the adventures of the first family of the realm, Brass. Brass is manufactured by Battleground Productions. For credits and more information on our show, go to battlegroundproductions.org and find us on Facebook. Thank you.